Again, it's BG and the coach. I am the coach, and with me, as always, is my man BG. BG, what's happening? Coach, 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 it is great to hear your voice once again. Glad to be back behind the mic. A lot to talk about this week, I feel like. BG, there's a lot of we need to address. I think this is the ultimate kind of conundrum of our show of we are two undoubtedly huge sports fans while simultaneously acknowledging the fact that most sports fans are actually lunatics. <laughs> and it's coming into full effect with, have you seen all of these respective news stories of fans throwing objects at players? It's, it's, it's hard for me to comment on this because on the one hand, all you can do is look at all of these events, and I know we're going to list them out in a minute because they've been pretty terrible. And on the one hand, you want to just shake your head and go, how could people act like this? But on the other hand, as you alluded to, Coach, I know that I'm a lunatic when it comes to sports. I don't think I would ever go as far as some of the events we're going to talk about. But like you said, it is a little bit hard to separate that line between really passionate sports fan and criminally lunatic behavior. And I think you're being generous with that description. (laughs) Can we can I actually list out? Let me tell you something. I don't want to brag kicking off the show, but I actually did serious research to document each of these instances that have happened over the past few weeks. And I think we need to introduce the BG and the coach meter of <laughs> egregiousness for this. And maybe we start at the lowest levels and work our way up. I, I may have a different ranking than you, but I do want to hear the list because these are all so terribly egregious. I'm excited to see where we rank them. Okay, here we go. I'm taking out my, my files here and going through it. So first we've got Russell Westbrook plays basketball for the Washington Wizards going up against the 76ers in the playoffs had a Sixers fan dump popcorn on him. Okay, definitely crossing a line, but I also think we need to acknowledge at the bottom of the BG and the coach egregious meter, it's pretty soft material. I mean, obviously, <laughs> if there are colonels, I don't know if there are colonels. Do we have any confirmation of that? I where our interns are on it, I know that they've been pouring over news footage. I know they've been pouring over pictures. Basically, they've got the Zapruder film of the popcorn incident <laughs> with Russell Westbrook. So I know the interns are on it as of, This recording, we do not know about the colonels. I will agree with you to all our listeners who aren't familiar with these events. That sounds pretty bad, but relative to the other ones, pretty soft, although also pretty dumb because that's a waste of popcorn and popcorn at sporting events. Not cheap. Not cheap at all. This guy obviously actually was a college student, evidently had not hit economics 101 yet. (laughs) He is in for a rude awakening. It's going to be brutal. Yeah, just a a dumb financial move and uh, an egregious fan move. Egregious, but let's put this at a, a two on the BG and the coach egregious meter here. It's time to level up to the next one. Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving got a water bottle chucked at him while going into the tunnel, either at the end of the game or, or during the half. Um, missed him, but was a obviously a much more solid object being thrown his direction, and the whole team went berserk when it happened. Um, that fan was banned. But like we said, that's a little bit more egregious than popcorn. Yeah, and understandable that the team would go crazy. And again, just to paint a little bit of context for anyone who's not familiar with this, if you're sitting in the stands and you throw a a water bottle, that thing basically becomes like a missile. I mean, that hits you in the head. You know, you're not going to get knocked out, but that's going to do some serious damage. And I think the popcorn was bad. I mean, to go to a sporting event and just dump 
some popcorn on an athlete because you don't like him or you're unhappy with his play is bad. Throwing a water bottle now we're starting to get into dangerous territory. We got to bump yeah, that also, up on the scale. This is this is the problem, right? Like with the Beachy and the coach meter started at popcorn and made that seem like it was nothing. <laughs> like that's terrible. Yeah, still There's, not okay. Not okay at all. And yet that barely makes a dent on the BG and coach egregious meter. So we've got, all right, we leveled up Kyrie Irving getting almost hit by a water bottle. But yes, you were right. I think you're bringing up the penny off the Empire State Building point here where, I mean, listen, there's a lot of velocity coming down at players. Nothing about that is safe or within reason. So that's the second incident. And then I've got two more. Where are we, where are we putting that one? On, are we waiting until oh, we'd reveal right. the other two? You see me just, you see me sidestep trying to get yeah. that score. Because <laughs> here's the problem. It's, it's not as bad as the other two are going to list. But we need it. We need a, a relative scale, so we could put it at a five. But in real life, that's like an eight. So yeah, I don't. Ex- exactly. I think for our scale, we'll call it a five. The the popcorn is like a, a yeah. jail <laughs> sentence. So you, you, see what happens if you go dump a thing of popcorn on anyone's head outside <laughs> of the the sporting arena. That's not going to end well for you. That's not a two. Don't you do that, and the person turns to you to beat you. Don't say whoa on the BG and the coach scale. This is a two. I think you need to take it down a couple notches. Known listener Russell Westbrook is already <laughs> furious with the rankings at this point. Oh, the, the complaint text and emails we're gonna get from Russ is 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 rough, but it's all <laughs> relative, buddy. It's just it's a relative scale of horribleness. All relative. And I think he'll feel a little bit better knowing the next two incidents. I this may be where we'll have to see if you agree with this, but I'm ranking at a solid eight on the egregious Ooh. scale. What happened to Trey Young? Trey Young, Atlanta Hawks basketball player. They're playing the Knicks in the playoffs. And at Madison Square Garden, there's video footage that just about everyone says looking at it appears that a fan spit on Trey Young, which is, I mean, you got the popcorn, you got the water bottle. There's something about spitting that is just the the scumbag move of them all. Yeah, it's it's a pre-COVID-7, a post-COVID-8 for me. I mean, now that we... (laughs) Now that we're a little bit more uh, on the radar. I can't believe I didn't take COVID into effect. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. There's a COVID bump to to some of these on the scale. Uh, This one's a tough one for me, Coach, and I'll tell you why. I agree with you. From a disrespect level, I think spitting is one of the most disrespectful things you can do. Certainly worse than dumping popcorn on someone. It's gross. Uh, Frankly, now, especially in a post-COVID world, it's dangerous. But also, it's just the ultimate sign of disrespect. I struggle a little bit because I think the water bottle is a little bit more dangerous, although we don't know that fan's uh, medical history. So maybe the spit is just as dangerous. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I think we do have to put it higher because it is so horrible and disrespectful. Yeah, there's something that is tr- maybe it's because there's been so many incidents in the past where items like water bottles, I mean, beer bottles I was talking with our producer before the show, and we were just saying it wasn't that long ago that actual bottles were available at games, and then they banned those because obviously events like this. Now everything is plastic, um, but that's maybe why that seems a little bit more normal in a twisted way, uh, whereas spitting is just, it's vile. No, and, and you're right, and that's a good point. I think part of it is me having a little bit of recency bias because I think back there have been plenty of baseball games that have had to have been suspended because fans just would mm-hmm. not stop throwing items onto the field. I know JD drew in a famous incident had a battery thrown at his head. So yeah, I, there is probably some recency bias onto this that, that I'm not factoring in. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I'll do pre COVID seven post COVID eight for the, the Trey young spit, which again, horrible. All these things are terrible. 
I'm with you on the rankings and the fact that you brought COVID into the rankings and calibrated based on that is just why you're a true professional. That's the bottom line. But here's where I'm going to struggle because (laughs) I think I've already messed up my rankings. The next one is one that almost no one will know about because I'm one of probably only 14 Americans who watched the USA (laughs) men's national team in soccer play Mexico recently in an obscure tournament final game but this is an extremely heated rivalry if you don't know anything about international soccer about the two teams uh it's always got a passionate fan base particularly on the mexican side this game took place in denver it's important to note that (laughs) because fans at that game in denver were throwing everything under the sun including bottles food unidentified liquids at the players and at one point the U.S. men's team scored the winning goal and went to go celebrate in a corner near the crowd. And there was so much debris being thrown at them. First off, debris is not the right word. Yeah. Here, right? Doesn't debris sound like it's like popcorn? It's, it's like a little just bit a of dirt. Soft, <laughs> it's like it's just a little dusting on them. They were being pelted uh, with weapons. I feel like that's going to set the better tone here. (laughs) And it got to the point where one of the bottles hit a U.S. player so hard that it knocked him out. And there were real concerns that he was concussed. He he was down on the field for a while. They eventually carried him off of it. But the fact that a player actually got seriously injured is why I'm bumping this to the top, even though in essence, it could have happened to Kyrie Irving in that incident as well. Yeah, but I do think we have to take into account, as you have so expertly done, Coach, the the actual impact of what happened and the fact that there was a person who was actually knocked out, actually hurt. I believe that individual has been criminally charged, as he should be. I mean, that's terrible. I also think it shows, I mean, to your point, you know, average Joe or Jane sports fan in America probably doesn't have soccer. Maybe the demographics are changing a little bit, but for the most part, maybe doesn't have soccer ranked as number one. And by far the most lunatic fans are soccer fans, but not to dovetail too far off from our rankings. That that's a clear number one, given the the injury that happened, given everything that was in play there. Pretty, pretty awful. Yeah. You know what I tried? You mentioned the fact that that fan did in the, the U S soccer game did get arrested. Um, it was kind of interesting to see what the repercussions were in each of those cases. <laughs> Because I thought that would help inform my rankings, whatever <laughs> law officers thought I thought would help <laughs> dictate it. But uh, it didn't really match up so well, I've got to say. So I think I th- the fan who dumped the popcorn was just banned from the arena, which, okay, that, that makes sense. Good start. Kyrie, I, he was definitely banned. I don't think there was any legal action taken against him. And same thing with with the fan who spit on Trey Young. He was just banned from MSG, from Madison Square Garden. And so then it was the U.S. soccer incident where the guy actually got arrested. But I think, you know what? I take it back. After doing some more expert research here, the fan who threw the bottle at Kyrie Irving, arrested. Oh, interesting. Okay, twist. So maybe that's, if we're following the law enforcement rankings, I guess that's worse than the spitting. But I think that our rankings are a little bit more definitive. I think we've taken in a, a number of additional factors that maybe law enforcement was constrained from from trying to take into account. I'm kind of surprised law enforcement didn't yeah. consult us, to be honest <laughs> with you. That seems like a miss on their it's, part. It's, it's a swing and a miss. Yeah, you hate to see that happen. Hopefully going forward, that's going to be a, a loophole that they patch up because that's <laughs> that's a real shame. But I think all of this goes to show I don't. 
I read a, a pretty interesting article on this the other night where to your point, coach of, is this, has it always been this bad or is it just more popping into the news now? Because for the first time, it sounds like players are actually talking about it before it was just like, that's terrible. And whatever, we kind of all forgotten about it. I think players have started to get more vocal about it. And I don't know if that's why we're talking about it more, or maybe it is just so much worse now, or maybe it's a post COVID thing where people have been so pent up that they're going crazy, but obviously this is deranged fan behavior to a new level. And I say that as a, a, a lunatic fan myself, although not one, I will point out very publicly disclaimer. would ever do any of that. Hit them with the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a little interesting. I do think this is taking it to the next level, though. I think we've seen a lot of incidents where folks are throwing things onto a field, but very isolated incidents where there's actually player endangerment taking place. And that's what all of these incidents really are examples of. And I was trying to think, like, what's the, right, we talked about they've already taken away actual beer bottles. How do you create an environment where it's actually safe for the players? And boy, do I have a solution, BG. Oh, boy. Okay, Coach, I I was going to offer some thoughts, but I want to defer to you first because it sounds like yours are going to be a doozy. I got three words for you, BG. Red solo cups. (laughs) That should be the only like thing allowed in stadiums. <laughs> Even like- if they manage to fling it over the railing and somehow <laughs> the cup flails its way onto the field, it would land on a player like a feather. <laughs> they might enjoy it, really. Who doesn't appreciate red solo cups just flying onto you from out of nowhere? I I don't want to poke some holes in, in your theory, coach. Oh, boy. But... I totally, I'm with you. There's, there should be no reason why red solo cups aren't the norm for any drink in, in any stadium nationwide. I worry a little bit though. You know, I mentioned the battery incident from years ago, what people might be able to bring in their pockets. Um, and obviously the people who are doing this have had a little bit too much to drink. You know, is someone going to be so enraged that they throw their phone? That's going to be uh, a pretty dangerous object flying out of nowhere. So if I could offer a separate theory, is if you dump popcorn, if you spit, if you do any of that, that's fine. You're, you're kicked out of the game, but you're held outside and then you'll get the chance to do that in person to the player, but then the player gets to respond <laughs> in person and then you will, we'll see what happens and we'll see how that goes for you. Can I tell you the best part of that idea is that those events would in and of themselves become a sport that I would pay any <laughs> amount of money to see. If you slap that on pay-per-view and charge $1,000 without thinking, I'd be signing up for that. I don't care if I had to take a second mortgage on my home. There's not a <laughs> chance I would miss those encounters. There's no price tag that would be too high for that. I don't think I've ordered pay-per-view uh, in 15 years, but this is an event that clearly screams for pay-per-view and I would pay any amount. I have to be totally honest. I'm not even sure pay-per-view still exists. I don't know if that's a thing. Maybe (laughs) all fights are streamed now. I really honestly couldn't even tell you if that's a thing. But if it is, this is the thing that brings it back. I would record it on my VHS player (laughs) and have no... TiVo, baby. Got to upgrade to the TiVo, coach. (laughs) I love that idea so much. You also got me thinking, by the way, you're spot on with the stuff that people bring in with their pockets. And trust me, I I think we're going to lose half our viewers right now and I once again divert this back to soccer for some reason but going back to how crazy these fans are not in the U.S. but the teams that the U.S. plays elsewhere 
in Central America, it is not uncommon, and this is well known, for fans to bring in bags of urine. You heard me correctly. And let me tell you something right now. I don't think anyone uh, in the betting pool had the words bag of (laughs) urine showing up on BG and the coach episodes tonight. But they bring those to the games, and that's what they throw at the players. This is a common thing. Many former players have said this, which has got me wondering for such a long time, who are these people? (laughs) There is so much care and consideration that has to go into that operation. Like, think about how scared they must be for anyone to bump into their pocket at any point. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) games are crowded. There's a lot of jostling going on. Also, you got to think of the prep beforehand. Like, is that a Ziploc bag situation? <laughs> is that a, you got to really think through the storage idea for this? There's a lot of, of care and thought and consideration that would go into that. And really, I think those people need to be psychologically examined because I just want to walk through each step of that process with them. There's not enough time spent studying these guys because I would say that they are under more stress than any of the players on the field. Like what happens if their team scores a goal early in the game before they're ready to throw the bag of urine at a player and another fan next to him wants to celebrate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Easy, buddy. Everyone, nobody touch me. Everybody take it easy. Also the execution of it. I mean, I've never seen this in practice, but you take the bag out, you throw, you can't throw it closed. That kind of defeats the purpose. But on the windup is stuff spilling. I mean, the poor people in front of you are getting, definitely they're going to get hit a little bit as it comes out. You need like a splash zone type of area. Who uh, amongst us has thrown a water balloon (laughs) that has exploded just when you're even cocking your arm back? Yeah. Yeah. And also even just on the drive there, I mean, how many times have they had these things explode on them where it's just like, and honestly, the players never even knew how close they came to getting urine on them, but poor Jimmy on his way there had his Ziploc bag explode. Yeah. I, you know what? I would also for a pay-per-view doc, just, I just want a documentary following these people from the morning they wake up on game day until they make it home. And also I'd like a press conference at the end where they can discuss the stress relief after they threw that. I I just, I want their thoughts. I want to know everything. If you could bundle that documentary series with the pay-per-view idea that you <laughs> proposed, I mean, that's that would be TV nirvana for us we, right now. We might need a BG and the Coach Sports Network, and I think we've got our two flagship shows right there. Time to branch out. Time to stand up a conglomerate. <laughs> Coach, I think we could talk about this, honestly, probably for 25 episodes. The bags of urine, not, for sure. Hands down. Not, yeah. Oh, I wasn't even talking about the fan behavior, really just the bags <laughs> of urine. Not only speaking of that, but to the fan behavior too. But before we wrap up today, I do want to kick off our, I won't call it inaugural because I think we've already had a couple winners of this already, but longtime listeners of BG and the coach will know our all time favorite excuse when someone is misquoted in an interview Mm -hmm. is to say, oh, I was taken out of context, taken out of context. Taken out of context, that's all. It has become a classic and it pretty much works for any statement you want to make, you could be as crystal clear as possible. You just step in front of that mic and say you were taken out of context. And so for this episode's taken out of context award, I want to give it to Mr. Boy Genius himself, Sean McVay of the Los Angeles Rams. Not someone uh, your boy BG is a fan of, let me tell you that off the bat. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy to give him this award. 
But for those that remember, and coach, feel free to correct me if I say any of this incorrectly. A couple episodes ago, we had our first taken out of context when former Rams defensive tackle and I think tackle Michael Brockers had pretty much insulted his former QB Jared Goff as as brutally as possible, basically saying that new quarterback Matthew Stafford was an upgrade. He then had to play on the same team as Jared Goff, and we dug into the intricacies of that and talked about how Michael Brockers should say he had taken out of context. Well, Jared Goff, who used to play quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams, is now on the Detroit Lions. He was traded, big trade in the offseason, for Matthew Stafford, who's the new Rams quarterback. Rams coach Sean McVay was seen at a minicamp recently, and reporters asked, noticed and pointed out to him that he seemed a little bit more jollier than usual. He had a, a spring in his step, if you will, and they pointed that out to him, to which he said, you know what? I have been, you know, everyone keeps telling me that I've been happier and I should be. Look at this team that we've got. I'm thrilled, which anyone who has a brain clearly knew what he meant was I've got a quarterback that's Matthew Stafford and that's not Jared Goff. And lo and behold, it took all of 24 hours for Mr. McVeigh to step in front of a microphone and have indignation that we could possibly take him out of context for this. So I am happy to give episode four's taken out of context award to Sean McVeigh. Well-deserved, super well-deserved. I would say the hatred, just to connect these topics, that these fans have to drive them to throw objects at players is only matched evidently by the hatred that Sean McVay must have for (laughs) Jared Goff. Because at this point, it's veering into bullying territory. Or Jared Goff. How many taken out of context quotes does this poor guy need to read before he no longer is capable of playing football? That's one thing when it's an ex-teammate. Now it's your coach who was like your biggest defender for years before this trade happened. And there is, I'm sorry, there we nobody took this quote out of context. Sean, you got a spring in your step because you got a new quarterback. Yeah, there's really no dancing around that. I've gotten actually to the point now where I'm starting to truly believe that McVeigh is not even excited about Matt Stafford (laughs) as much as he's just experiencing pure relief from not having Jared Goff in the same building. (laughs) Do you think that they were this upfront and mean to him when he was still on the team? Like I know now it's publicly happening, but I wonder if like every time he walked in, Sean McVeigh was like, Oh, Jared's here. Guess we're going to throw our playbook down the toilet. (laughs) Jared walked in. It's just mind-blowing because they went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago together, and it almost makes me think that McVeigh didn't want to win a Super Bowl with this guy. He probably just tanked the game. Be stuck with him for years if that had happened. So kudos to him if that was the plan because he is not a Jared Goff fan. He's playing chess while all of us are playing checkers. McVeigh is thinking 10 steps ahead right now. Oh. Well, I will tell you what has not been taken out of context, and that has been our appreciation for all of the loyal listeners to this podcast. And if you want to continue listening, you can find us at all of your favorite places to get podcasts. You can also find us on all your favorite social media spots, including Twitter at BG and A-N-D, The Coach. Until next time, enjoy your scoop of the McRiders. Oh, 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 oh,